Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. My guest today is Honey Pell. Honey is an instructor with Arctic Response Canada. Arctic Response Canada is a national safety training company that trains in basic first aid, land, air, and water safety, industrial safety, driver safety, even security training, and now they're starting to do career builders. Had a great discussion with Honey about the variety of courses that the company offers, and I hope all of you enjoy it as well. Thank you. And we are going. Hey, honey, how's it going? Great, how are you? Good, good. Well, thank you for being here, first of all. Thank you for the coffee. Oh, no problem. Thanks for inviting me. I look forward to this. Yeah. Cheers. Do you, do you always want a second cup of coffee, or what's your what's your go-to coffee place? Um, I guess I'd have to say probably usually Starbucks, but Starbucks. I was driving by on Wayne Gretzky Drive, and I saw the second cup, and I said, hey, needs coffee. And what's your what's your go-to Starbucks drink? Um, usually as peppermint mocha. Peppermint mocha. And how much does that um how much is that run you? So I know drinks are not the cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much. Yeah. So yeah, probably a lot. <laughs> yeah. My uh, I'll say my uh typical coffee place like consistently McDonald's if I do order oats. Oh, I just find I guess for the price and how good it tastes. I I, I take mine black and really put anything in mine unless I go for uh like what was a uh, flat white. Oh yeah. Those yeah. are delicious. So that's my like uh, I guess treats at Starbucks. Oh yes, yeah. Whenever we go to any new community, we always try and hit the local, whatever the little cafe is, and we usually have some really good coffee drinks. So I like that. Yeah. Have you ever been to a Starbucks in the United States, or been to uh, the Seattle ones? Yes, and yes. And did you get the uh, the Tetra? Have you seen those? Oh, the trunk trunking? Yeah, trunking? whatever the big yeah. yeah, it's like a thing. Yeah, I think I got one once when I was down in California for uh, a band competition, and they had one in the hotel. And I'm like, what is this? So I got like an ice drink, not a huge coffee drink at that point. Oh, I, I couldn't imagine trying drinking like a thirty ounce coffee. Oh, <laughs> you'd be going for days. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, anyway, so I guess the reason why you're here is. Uh, I guess, Curly, what do you do? Tell, tell, tell us about yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so my name is Honey, and I am one of the instructors at Arctic Response Canada. Um, a little bit about myself is I'm a certified teacher, so I have my uh, teaching degree and teaching certificate. I guess, what's, what's the difference between a certified teacher maybe getting a teaching degree? Is there any difference? Is it just uh, maybe different qualifications? Or? Well, just when you have your uh, teaching degree, then you apply to be a certified teacher with uh, the body. So here it's the Alberta Teachers Association. So okay. you just have to apply. For and that means you're able to teach any grade? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, what was your uh, favorite grade or subject? Oh my! Um, well, I've done everything from kindergarten to uh, grade twelve, and then some adult education as well. Um, I think I'd have to say late elementary is really mm-hmm. fun, and then adult education because people want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> junior high, they have lots of attitude right now, and but they're still forced to go, so they take it out on on the teachers. Yeah. Uh, high school, I guess, if they don't want to come to school and they just don't and it's not as big of a thing for them to scare. And has uh, I guess the cell phone been an issue amongst the adult students? Yes. And is, is it mostly <laughs> like seriously work related or are they same thing when they texting, playing games or? It depends on the age. I've been teaching, I've been doing some industrial teaching and um, some courses there and there are business calls coming in. The guys, uh, the, the people have to take them. So they'll usually excuse them up lightly. Um, I was teaching some youth up, up north and uh, they were not doing business calls. It was all just texting their friends. So you just kind of have to, you know, do the proximity thing, go walk over and then say, hey, we're running a course here. What do you do? Or ask them a question that yeah. they should try to answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. And then so through your, uh, getting your certified teaching certificate, um, I guess how did you end up with Arctic Response? So I've been subbing for the past, oh, since we moved here in 2011. And then I just saw this popped up and I thought, wow, that's really interesting. So he, um, Arctic Response was looking for someone to develop and basically teach uh, some more softer skills. Now, Arctic Response has been around for 20 plus years. They're an amazing company. They have a great reputation. They're up. They started in Yellowknife. Um, 
really highly rated uh, teaching in any of the safety things we're talking, swift water rescue, uh, aircraft extrication, all the industrial courses, everything you can ask, oh, lots of first aid and medical courses. Yeah, I think also, they, they, they think also train on planning or something, pat around hazards around the workplace. And oh, yeah. Sites, so they do like everything in the thing they do in security. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. They just developed a security foundation course. So they're really doing everything to make sure people are safe and yeah. doing the proper procedures and... Uh, and I think the, the plane rescue, I think Mike's going to give me all that course. Wow. Yeah, that's so I'm, that's I'm gonna, great. I'm going to become a firefighter. So he wants to give me a few courses that's going to help me with my resume. So I'm pretty excited actually. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to, um, yeah, to, to audit that course and uh, you can dunk me in a helicopter too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he wanted, well, he's really, they're really strong in that area. They really wanted to bring someone in who has more of a, Let's see, did, you know, courses nowadays uh, that they've been offering are really, to a point, they, how do I put this? It's just like a one-shot thing. Okay, you have come in, you're going to do your fall protection, mm-hmm. whereas, or you're going to come in, you're going to do your first day. Whereas my, what I'm bringing in is, hey, let's talk about how we can get these people and work on not only an all-rounded thing with them, but professional development, like career development, where do we want to go and how can we help people do that? So yeah, I was brought in some softer skills to the to the company, um, developing like a retail and customer service and cashier. And I'm gonna start doing some resumes and interview. So things that we can really offer to to pe- usually the the communities that we're in that they don't have access to. And I guess which uh, I guess communities do you guys serve um, is it mostly in the territories in the Yukon and those places or is it or, um, Western Canada? Um Arctic Response has actually delivered courses all around the world. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, The Yellowknife office that that Mike founded has courses delivered all throughout the north and northern Alberta and the northern parts of the provinces. But now Mike wants to develop the, like, we have an office in Sherwood Park and we're trying to develop an area here where we can offer these courses. Okay, and like, what is the goal in regards to, you mentioned you're going to these communities that don't have access to certain services that I know, for example, the need for, say, a market response or a search and rescue places to train locals because in big cities, we have the luxury of three or four hospitals around the city, multiple fire stations, multiple police officers, where if you go to a smaller community of 10,000, well, the hospital could be an hour away or the fire station or what have you. So I guess what is your guys' goal when you go into these communities? I think to develop a lot of self-reliance mm-hmm. to really help the, the communities be have access to what they need in the community. So and a lot of training, a lot of what we have to do is helping uh, the communities. Now we dealt, deal with a lot of communities up north um, that perhaps have lower literacy levels. Uh, perhaps have lower employment levels. So our goal is to help all the members of the community in whatever way we can. And uh, what has uh, what courses have you taught so far? Have uh, I guess ran through? Oh my goodness! Um, so yeah, it was, I did a whole um, boot camp up in Yellowknife, and it was basically a career path, basically for students that were um, I think it was during their spring break, and the students had the opportunity to come to this. And they chose between three different strands. So there's everyone started out with two days of first aid. And then after that, they could choose between um, an outdoors one, an industrial one, and then my my session, which is the customer service. So yeah, I got to really uh, ramp up. I brought in for the cashier one, I brought in a couple of cash registers and some groceries. And we had them running through like a, an actual little store. So giving them actually practical practice. Well, that's incredible. Yeah, and then I've also taught the Fall Pro, and I've developed like some other courses. So yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, and uh, and have you gone through any of the I guess courses that Arctic Response offers yet? Like any of the say like Fall Rescues or any of that? Well, I taught the the Fall Protection, which is really exciting. Um, I guess what what is Fall Protection? You you, you seem very excited. About oh. what, is <laughs> what is Fall Protection? Like, because I know Fall Protection is what we do just around. I guess workplace that people fall from heights. Yeah, so it's prevent so basically preventing you and from falling. So you either have fall protection or fall arrest. Fall arrest stops you from hitting ground. Fall um, restraint 
it prevents you from even falling. So there's different things. It has a lot to do with legislation and what and every province and territory has different legislation. And, of course, the Canada Labour Court as well. So, yeah, it's just teaching people how to do the proper thing when working around heights when there's a chance for a fall. Yeah, do you find at all maybe in the small communities there's less safety or is it more safety or... Or do you find there is like do you find there is differences in the communities that you go to that there are maybe different safety standards? Are people treat treat safety? Well, so that's hard to hard to say. I, I can't really answer that. I think a lot of the communities, the the employers would have those safety standards in place. So yeah. yeah. But back to your other question about what some of the courses that I've taken. Um, I got to take my firearms course. That's another one that we offer. Ooh. I know it was very exciting. So I got to take my. Uh, how the position and acquisition license. And then I also did the restricted. So I got to work with some uh, restricted firearms, which are usually your, your handguns. And have you ever thought maybe say five years ago, you'd ever be maybe doing a firearms course or being involved in this type of work? Well, it's not foreign to me. Uh, my husband is a hunter. So okay. we do have, and he has of course the, the proper certification and we do have, yeah. So we do have, um, I've been exposed to, to firearms. It's not a new thing, but it's it was pretty interesting to take the restricted one. Oh nice, nice. And I imagine you're so imagine uh you being supposed to hunt being it was so like them being seen this job maybe that may create an interest maybe is why you took it maybe? Or is that potentially reason why you took it as a exposure hunter? Maybe hey, maybe this be add to the hunting potentially or it could be. Yeah. I have gone out with my husband before just um for some chickens but <laughs> i mostly go just to have the walk in the woods <laughs> but now maybe now now maybe things could change yeah now you got all the tickets so yeah. then you can be a safety person with it, making sure everything's safe and nothing goes wrong <laughs> i'm always a safety person <laughs> <laughs> then i see you brought some of this literature here is there i guess any i mentioned i think mike mentioned there's some other projects going on or yes i've been really uh working hard lately so what I've been working on are developing boot camps for um, different organizations and communities. And basically these boot camps are going to be a full week, so five days of everything packed in that a person could need for depending on what kind of uh, career path they want to take. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. So that way, I think it's going to really add value for employment, whether you have an employer, because if you have an employee come in and they don't have any of these tickets or training, it takes a lot for them to send out these employees individually to go find whatever mm-hmm. tickets they need. Whereas we, if we can provide this package to them beforehand, it makes them, number one, more employable. And number two, it's a great start for them to be in their career, to have these tickets. Exactly. And and are these tickets, is it, so I imagine these tickets, I guess just to clarify, are they for you know, trades, industrial areas? Or I guess what specific tickets are there? So you mentioned just the safety courses, correct? Yeah, oh. yeah, you bet. So okay. we have all the industrial safety courses. We can ticket people in your confined space, transportation of dangerous good, remiss, um, well, I'm going to miss a lot, or, um, the fall pro, you name it. We have different first aid courses. There's basic first aid. We do standard first aid. Um, then there's a marine first aid and a wilderness first aid, which is a huge, like a whole different thing because it's way longer and way more in depth. Because if you're way up north and you're stuck somewhere again over an hour from a hospital, you have to manage things totally differently. Yeah, 100%. And so, and, and you're, yes, you're teaching this to people just coming out of high school or just younger people. Oh, it could be anybody. anybody. Yeah, anybody. An employer could send, say, hey, I have uh, 10 people that need to have this course. Can you send someone? And we'd be like, sure. No problem. And that is, I think that's so crucial to have. I know, again, Edmonton has a training center right here, again, a big city, of course. But, right. And, and again, you mentioned it gives people some practical skills and some tickets versus one maybe one they get hired on or looking to get hired on when they don't have the qualifications. Because you see, I guess, especially in times where companies aren't hiring, I think they would expect their people looking to hire to be passing for qualifications so they don't have to spend the money to do so and again have a company like yours where people can come to to get any courses they want to get done. I think you guys offer such a variety. I think especially first aid and I think no matter where you live, maybe not so to say, but I think you, you shouldn't even take well there's first aid and I'll be happy <laughs> to have because there were no That's right. you could be in the backcountry somewhere and yeah. have something happen. And while the standard first aid teaches you really good about the basics. Yeah. 
to have that extra edge about how to manage resources and how to prioritize would be very, very important. And and imagine also you also got the wilderness for say yourself in teaching nope. or not yet? No, I haven't had that opportunity yet. No, I'm, I'm I I will take any course that you want to put me in. <laughs> Seriously, I will. Just because I think having that knowledge would be amazing. Yeah. And so back to the five day course, I guess have you guys started it yet or has it been rolled out or is it still in the planning stages? Well, I'm I'm developing the final part. So we did do that one where we were up north in Yellowknife. So that was basically the, the start of that. So, and that was just your basic career path. So where do you think these are, that was for the high school students, just what are your interests? They got to do a little bit of chainsaw. They got, well, they didn't operate the chainsaws. They got to be, get chainsaw for motorization. And because it was the middle of winter, we did some snowmobile um, information. Um, the industrial, I think they all got their traffic control, I think. I'm not too sure about that, which one they got for that. But yeah, so that was the first one that we did. And I've kind of built a bunch on from that. So everything from like a wildlife boot camp where you get to take, just like I did, that Canadian firearm mm-hmm. safety course. And then you get to do with that one predator defense, which is pretty important if you're going to be working, living or hunting or playing or anything. If you're out in the bush, there there are those predatory animals out there. So to know how to handle them would be really, really important to be safe. Um, oh, I, yeah. I agree. I think I, I watched a show. I don't think it will be as bad, but it's like, I think it was like into the wild or like people live in remote parts of Alaska where they're just, you have to go there by plane and then you have to like take a dog set basically. But oh, wow. I imagine these smaller communities I think the reason why I bring that up is because I, in that show, when they go outside, they always have a firearm with them. And I imagine maybe in some of these smaller communities where you, you're more strong by wilderness, where again, Edmonton here. <laughs> yeah. Where again, it probably still be maybe a bigger community, but I imagine if you go out of the outskirts of the community where the, where the population is, it'll probably be important because you never know. Again, we think it, I think we almost, uh, like glamorize animals here. We go to the zoo. But I think tigers or the yeah, other bears are, they seem to be kind of the one behind a cage when the wilderness. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it's, it'd be important to, for the basic person living in that situation, that population, that environment, to know how to operate, protect themselves in case something like that happens. Absolutely, yeah. So it's not a course like our predator defense course, or even like just a wildlife awareness, yeah. just to be aware of what's out there and what what your options are. Just how to stay safe. Yeah, and again, and then going up into Terra uh, North, have you had any have experiences with wildlife yourself or burning challenges or people told some stories? Uh, of course, there are all these stories. <laughs> I don't have any of them to believe, but yeah. I haven't experienced that. So I, yeah, no, it would be interesting to see. I mean, I have a background in, I actually have a, a diploma in forestry, I'm a okay. forest technologist at Nate. So I'm not unfamiliar with being out in the, out in the bush. So. But I, even when I was working there, I think I had, I don't think I ever had any bear encounters even doing anything. I think I make enough noise. Yeah. Maybe I like to sing too much. Yeah. <laughs> to myself and anyone around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you ever think back, now, now that you mentioned, do you ever think back that you're teaching uh, certificate degrees and, and also your forestry uh, diploma? Do you think I ever look back and maybe that what that's what led you here almost? like? It could be. Yeah. I'm always up for adventure, and when I heard, hey, it might be travel in the north, I'm, I was all for it. I mean, I'm not a huge winter fan, so <laughs> going up where it's minus 60, like some of my colleagues do, maybe not, but I guess I could go experience it and see how you survive it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I think empty, it's cold enough. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nothing compared to what's up there. So, so with the fighters, so do you just have the curve, uh, um, only the one boot cast. How many five day courses do you have from I have a stack of them. Everything oh, from, yeah. Let's go through them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So what I've developed also, oh, also in that wildlife boot camp, um, depending on the season, there's, they're going to get either an ATV operator or a snowmobile, uh, operations. So I mean, depending on the season. So throw that all together. You have your firearms course. You have predator defense. You have how to move the boat on the land. It's the whole package. So that could be for anyone. It could be someone who want, is going to be employed by, I don't know, any of the parks or any of the people who are actually going to be working out there. So doing oil field surveying, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like fun. <laughs> I know. It, it does sound like fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of different driving boot camps. There's one for summer and one for winter. 
So the summer one is pretty exciting because you get to do, um, first off, you learn how to tow a trailer properly. You would not, you'd be surprised at how many people are doing it not very safe. <laughs> no, it looks easy. Like, I'm stuck with them. Yes. Like, I, like, the bigger the vehicle, the longer, I guess, the more you're towing, the, I guess, the there's different things that you have to turn wide and be more cautious yes. of vehicles around. So, and even backing it up, like, there, people could get practice in backing it up. There's, I mean, you see people all the time with their RVs and the husband's standing there or the wife's trying to direct or whoever's trying to yeah. direct and then to back the spot and there's arguments throughout the campground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> solve a lot of problems there. Yeah, yeah, it certainly would. Um, so yeah, the driving in the summer one, we've got, so you start with the utility trailer, um, cause that's very important. And then they go on to ATV and then they do UTV and then they can have a choice of Argo or, hmm, I can't remember what the other one was in the summer one, or winching or off-road awareness. So they're definitely a whole package for, that could be for someone who's, even a company who says, hey, you know, I need to send my employees. They've been, they're going to be on the oil field roads. You need them to know this information. They're going to be working out there. So that would work really well. Winter, we have the coolest machine for doing skid control. You, we have a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's this machine I take to um, a track somewhere and you actually practice like skidding. So you're, wow. it's pretty amazing. So that's pretty intense. And I think pretty valuable. Hey, we live in Edmonton. When you're driving, I think I should take that course now. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, now to your point. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Every year, we know winter's coming, but every year, it seems like everyone, at least for the first month, doesn't know how to operate their vehicle. That's right. And I think learning how to take these courses and learning how to maybe, you know, I always say people should learn how to drive a manual car as well. Oh, I love standards. Yeah, oh, really. Um, uh, the vehicles now, of course, are safer. You have a lot more technology, a lot more bells and whistles, but I think sometimes we rely on the, the technology too much. People look at the, the flashing yellow light to see if there's something there or not. Right, without shoulder checking. And they're yeah. not seeing if the vehicles, you know, coming fat, they're driving faster than them and about to pass them by and you switch into their lane. So I find taking these extra courses, learning how to operate a vehicle and have to rely on yourself only, it'll make people just more conscious of it. Absolutely. And yeah. what other courses are there? What else do you Oh yeah, they also get uh, four-wheel drive awareness to actually how to properly use a four-wheel drive. Some people think, hey, it's slippery or money, I just slap her in four-wheel drive yeah. and good to go. Well, there's a lot more to it than that. So that's a whole two-day course. So wow, yeah, two days. Two days. Yeah. So those are the driving ones. We do watercraft. So if anyone's going to be working around, like, you're going to be work. No, boy, how do I put that? So working from a boat, so say someone's in fisheries or even anybody who drives a boat. Yeah. Pilots in drives a boat. I don't know. Whatever, which one are. Whichever yeah. one it is. I would say drivers. mean yeah. sales. Yeah. It's funny because I was going with my uh, coworker and we hopped in the Zodiac and we were doing a, a trip from Gold Bar Park all the way to the High Level Bridge. Okay. And he was giving me some really fun, fun lessons because he's uh, one of our instructors. And I'm like, hey, why don't you show me some snazzy things? So he's like, we were doing like uh, these weird turns and I was just giving her like, okay, everybody, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> My coworkers are holding on for dear life with the look of terror in their faces. It was fun. <laughs> but hey, any experience, like I was, it's any time you can get more experience on a an experienced instructor would be like amazing. Yeah, exactly. You know, you see, um, for most things, you don't know, you don't know if you like it or not unless you try it. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah. So it's also fun. And I think, especially um, um, nowadays with a lot of employers, you see entry level positions. And this is probably more so maybe corporate, but I imagine it's like that in the trades as well, maybe eventually, where it's like you need, in order to get the entry level position, you need like 80 hours experience. Yeah. and the, this experience degree and I'm at, I'm, I think the trade is not like that. Maybe eventually in certain capacities, it could be where certain companies will expect you to have the tickets before you come on. And I think having, again, practical experience when trying these courses is so valuable. Absolutely. And that's another thing. You're talking about entry level and you know, it's great. We want people to get employed. We love for our clients to get employed, but Hey, why stop there at entry level positions? Why? That's another thing that we want to do is groom people and help them to be not just an entry level person. Sure, start there, but what are your career plans? What are your thoughts? Where can we help you? What can we do to help you advance? 
So yeah, that's another thing. Sorry, it's another passion of mine is to help people, not just entry level is great. You have people that need to get in there. That's wonderful. Get your foot in the door. But where do you want to go? Yeah, I imagine that's why Mike probably went these. He saw probably the the value of his courses, probably the potential. But potential, yeah. And he's, he was probably just saw that maybe there was a missing piece to connect with great communities and offer certain uh, courses or certain aspects of his company that weren't offered. I know he also mentioned he doesn't do the social media, so <laughs> he's he does, really bad. He, he knows his strengths. He does, he does, <laughs> and that's why he's he he'll farm it out. He'll say, "Hey, I'm not good at this." Can you do that? And so it's wonderful. And that's how we work as a team, right? Yeah. To help promote everything. Yeah, that's why I think that's why I think the company is doing so well because um, again, Arctic response and no one probably think a company that well, first of all, I think of it, it's like, would you think a company that would be successful? Well, yes, we know some people think, but then you now it's such an amazing company throughout the world and such powerful courses and now it's this uh, the courses and developing careers, I think will be just just another, I guess, what's another, the cherry on top. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we hope. I mean, that's, we, we don't want to be just another run of the mill type of safety training company that just has a calendar and says, Hey, we're doing first aid on first and third Mondays. Yeah. And we have this. And then if people want to come in, no, we think there's so much more value than that. Like there's, that has its place for sure, but we can do so much more. Like we can, help companies advance we can help people advance so that's that's what we'd like to do yeah and imagine with these five-day courses that's what's gonna you're gonna help people you're gonna not only you're gonna take them through certain courses but then through imagine through those courses you're gonna maybe lay out maybe some goals or oh yeah definitely maybe stretch their i guess stretch their vision source to hey just because um, you're here now, maybe with these courses, you guys can do some great things. And- yeah, yeah. I think another benefit of this type of format of the five day boot camp is instead of having that, okay, well, I have, say, say you have a company and you need some employees trained with a whole raft of things. Instead of having, say, okay, well, we can do send you four to first aid on this day and then you three, we can, oh, we need this, but it's not offered till later. This day, we can have that package, it saves time. It'll save money because you have instructor costs. If you have to have an instructor fly out to your site and you have to have them fly out for one course, would you rather have them stay for the week and save that travel money? Of course. Mm-hmm. It saves money. It saves time. Exactly. Yeah. So what, what other um, boot camps do you have? So you right, winter, so, summer, drive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the watercraft where you get your pleasurecraft operator card. So everyone who drive drives pilots we talked about this yeah. <laughs> the boat over a certain length with a certain size motor has to have that card good for life and then they'll take them out boating safety and operations they'll take us out they'll take you out on on the boat and show you these maneuvers and how to properly unload load all that stuff you know imagine uh, this reminds me of a story and no one names obviously but years ago um friends of friends of mine or friends cousins who went uh house boating or Boating or boating, you know, the people go, you know, it's BC. Oh, it's Shishwaps. Shishwaps, yeah. probably. Yeah, you know, it's fine. You know, in summertime, I think, honestly, people have, you know, their adult refreshments, you know, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And maybe uh, their the green vitamins, whatever. And <laughs> it happens, you know. And uh, I think one person was, I think they went out all the swimming. And again, teaching safety, the person did not check around the boat before they started it. And unfortunate person, uh, she survived on her leg was near the, uh, was it the rudders? No, the prop. And she obviously, um, now the prosthetic leg. But okay. again, maybe if somewhere, even take a course like that, you check before, even probably with a few drinks, you probably wouldn't be constant to maybe, hey, let's check around before you do anything. That's, yeah. so, that's so important because people do go boarding all the time because I think it's easy to get a boat license. I don't think they have like a boat safety license, right, of course, right. Later, right? Yeah, to so. know how to actually use the properly, yeah. safely, yeah. Because the the pleasure craft upgrade card, you can take. I mean, it, it's it's pretty. I don't want to say it's easy because you have to learn some really interesting things, and they're not perhaps so. Yeah, it's a very thorough course, but it's not very practical. So mm-hmm. to have that practical experience can be really, really good. And that leads me to the next. You did you swim water rescue, which is a really cool thing. Or you can do the marine basic first aid, which ties into your uh, your story. Maybe something could have helped there with the first aid. I, it's basically spe- specific towards what could happen 
on the boat. Yeah, and I imagine um, you guys at all instruct maybe the um, volunteer search and rescue around in certain locations at all? Certain we do have some search ground search and rescue courses, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's not that not that now that I remember I actually did it here in uh, Nova Scotia in a place called Centerville. Okay. Near near Tom so very small towns. And when I was there, me, my my friend and his father, um, we volunteered for their I think it was called Teens Valley Search and Rescue. Oh. And they taught some course they taught some they did teach courses. I'm pretty sure they did teach some courses and I believe I had my first aid then and but I think um yeah, so uh, we did one search. It was a uh, evidence search for the R C D in the community because um, uh, unfortunately, a uh, homeless man on the third bus shelter. And we did a whole area of research. So I guess we did that. And I don't know why, like, a little bit selfishly, like, I wish someone would have got lost in the woods and find them. Like, <laughs> just like to go, go do that and have that experience. I didn't want anyone to get lost, actually, but just to go do that. But uh, again, um, maybe have an organization like that where they can almost have, like, a, not say they didn't do a good job teaching, but almost have a, a third, third party come in, almost like, to check uh, on what's uh, like, basically check your blind side. Another company come in and see maybe where the improvements can be made, what they're being good on, and maybe being updated to the current best standards. Great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's definitely something that our company is really good at is that type of program. Again, with all the ex military yeah. people in our, in, our, <laughs> in our company, I think I'm one of the few that's not ex military, yeah. unless you count air cadets, but we won't. <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, uh, have they, I guess, welcomed you with open arms? Oh, oh my goodness, they have been absolutely amazing. Yeah. It seems like, uh, well, knowing Mike, um, just even though, because um, he's ex military, the military is very disciplined, but right. it's, it's very much uh, family oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they would have your back. Like, they definitely have no calls with that. And I know that if anything ever happens up north, uh, Mike has our employees' backs. Like, if there's something going on, and he hears about it, he will take care of it. Wow. So yeah, that's really very that's really very satisfying to know that you work for a company like that. Yeah, so. I think uh and just to that point, the thing that's when companies we need uh, more, I guess, owners and more companies like our people aren't there just there for themselves, or it's almost like a family where it's like it's not just more than a nine to five for us, but it's like it's a family that's kind of take pride in what we do and do well. So. And we help each other out too. So, 100%. I mean, yeah, if there's anything I need, I just talk to my coworkers and for sure they're willing to help. Mm-hmm. And same, same the other way too. Not that I can help with anything like military or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, so we have the uh, water, water, what is it? Uh, what's warehouse work. We're, well, we're trying to read upside down. Are you okay? Okay. Uh, so, water, yeah. water. No, warehouse <laughs> workers. So, yeah. So, yeah, if there's anyone who, who wants to get a job in a warehouse, whether there's one in their community or if they are going to be working in the city or wherever, we put, I put together this warehouse worker. So, basically, anything that need that those, again, any of those pre qualifications that they can get that makes their application stand out, makes them more employable. Exactly. I think, uh, well, I think Edmonton or I think, I think distribution is, seems like it's on the rise almost, or at least, at least in, I guess, Western Canada or Edmonton, where there's yeah, a lot of factories, Amazon. Oh, the Amazon. I know, I'm not that sure. That thing's huge. That thing's huge. So I imagine, like, the amount of people who are applying and to have a work, and if you're saying you want a career in that yeah. environment, that'll be handy to have. So if you have your forklift already, yeah. that's a pretty big one to have. So employers would like you to come in with that. Yeah. So instead of having to train you on that, say, hey, he has this forklift bus one for five. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else I Winter survival skills. Oh boy. Yeah. That'll be handy to have, especially on the QE2. Cars are going Absolutely. So yeah, for anyone who's like, Working or traveling or again playing anytime where there's winter to have this would be amazing. This one combines that more uh, robust wilderness first aid course right with our Arctic Winter Survival. Now this Arctic Winter Survival course that we do, it's not it's not just winter camping. It is an actual. It's going to push you to your limits. It's going to be achievable, but it's going to totally push you to your limits. You have a day of planning, and then you are out. In well, the winter. <laughs> Are you like living off the land almost? Yeah. Or, or do you get um, kind of rations like like packs of like they serve food in case you maybe? Yeah. So do you have to hunt then? 
Um, I, no, no, because no, hunting adds a whole different. And I think they teach you the other ways of surviving, how to make sure you have the water, not just like melting snow, but where you can get actual water source. So yeah, it's it's a totally in depth course. This it's it's incredible. It's this is your if you want to be able to survive out in the winter, this is what you should do. And that combined with that wilderness first aid, I can only imagine our instructors are, hey, you wake up in the morning and you're out there in a, in a lean-to or a super <laughs> shelter or whatever it is. It's like, hey, by the way, you have a broken leg today. And your co- your, your, the people taking the course with you are like, oh, what do we have to do? And then guess what? It, all that training comes in and you have to deal with that, get the resources and figure out how you're going to get that person to uh, and doing the air quotes to safety. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds very intense. Well, intense. And intense. I uh I'm born and raised in them Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to dislike the cold. Oh, I'm yeah. not sure what it I'm not sure what it is. I used to enjoy it. I don't mind it at certain times, but even I would like just for the experience and I would like to try it just to see what it's like. And and just you never know what happens if you are flying. You never know if like I think flight flying is one of the most safest statistically ways of traveling. Yeah. Who knows? You're flying to see someone maybe in somewhere in BC, and then as you're going through maybe the, the forest or the mountains, and the plane goes down, you'll be having to have a survival course and some guess wilderness first aid because you just never know. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, definitely. It's funny because I did um, on my flight to Yellowknife. I'm thinking, okay, the flight's only like an hour long. It's not. It's not super long from Edmonton to Yellowknife. Yeah. And they give you this big meal. And I'm like, I got to Yellowknife. I'm like, what the heck is up with that? I wouldn't yell at I don't know. I'm not sure about <laughs> okay, that. Okay, that was before COVID. Because okay. on the way back, it was totally different. <laughs> so they give you this big meal. And I'm like, wow. And they, they give you wine. They bring out two big bottles of wine. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And I get there. And I'm like, why are they doing this? Yeah. Even on when I do like other domestic flights to non-Northern communities, you get like a bag of your uh, mix, the trail mix or whatever. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of it. And where's this an hour flight? And they're feeding really well. He's like, yeah, I was told that, and I'm not sure if this is the truth or not, but I'm going to go with it because I'm happy with it. It's like, in case your flight goes down, you have those extra reserves because you just ate yeah. a big meal. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was kind of a sobering thought because I mean, up north, yeah. There is some of the, maybe not on your West Jets or Canadian North or whatever the flight I took. I, I can't remember what it was. But on the little commuter, if you're going to like more remote communities, mm-hmm. sure, there's, there, it's a smaller plane and there have been instances where they've gone down. So I guess maybe they learn from that. It's winter time, you should have that extra bulk. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and I imagine even in some smaller communities, depending on the weather when you get there, winter time. Please well, correct me if I'm wrong. Or maybe, uh, I don't think they would probably have the access maybe to the amount of food or grocery stores that we do. Or is it pretty like pretty good up there now? Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty so good. I mean, most community, small, small northern communities have like a northern store oh, or the northwest store, the other type of stores. Yeah, like I should have Googled that, but uh, yeah, I was just from. I haven't been up north, yeah. so I just assumed or no, no, it's not. Small communities sometimes could be. More challenging. Yeah, more yeah challenging. I'm sure that there are more limited supplies that you can get. But uh, the community I was in, I went for a walk um, to their northern store, and I was amazed at how not only they had like the fresh vegetables, and but that store was all encompassing. So it wasn't just a grocery store; it was their hardware store. They had beds. They had like you name it, auto parts. So they have everything. That's what they want that small town. Like yeah. one, like all in one store. <laughs> right. Get <laughs> your groceries and bedding and yeah, exactly. the weekend. You're good to go. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and a lot of job skills can boot camp. So that's kind of like the one I was talking about up north. Um, so that would be your basically anyone who's entering the workforce for the first time um, or want just wants a refresher. So for that one, I bundle together like your customer service, uh, retail cashier. Again, I bring the uh, cash registers and we have like everything's priced and I bring fake little fake boxes of groceries. I have a couple bins of those. So it's pretty interesting to have them go through and actually be bringing things in. So yeah, they, people tend to like that. And Again, uh, for the customer service, what, uh, what, what, what is your, I guess, you know, like a point of emphasis or it's customer service. Cause I think customer service, I think especially now because how we're almost uh, going 
way digital in regards to cover purchasing items. I think it's so huge now in regards to people what they want the customer service now. I think, yeah, you kind of hit it on the head there. Um, basically, I talk about what customer service is, what customer service isn't, um, how to be, how to provide good customer service. Yeah, that's, that's, it's a whole day and it takes, it's, it's really in depth. It's surprising how in depth that, that actually portion is. I guess what's the, uh, biggest, uh, biggest point in regards to customer service that either people discover when you tell them or they're, they, they don't know or what's your, I guess the consistent message you preach versus customer service. I think that what I have to say for that is that, that even though the customer is not always right, that you have to make that customer feel valued and heard. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's it. Just making sure you're presenting that positive image and that you're hearing what the customer is saying, really listening, not just, not just brushing it off. Yeah, for sure. And what, I guess, what else, uh, I guess, for the job school? Oh, resumes, interviews, and then, uh, a new one that I'm going to start, that I'm going to start teaching now is the food safe. So basically everyone, if you're working in a food, uh, food production or food, like any fast food or restaurant or making food, uh, you should have a food safe program. So it's a certification. It really teaches a lot about how to keep your food safe. And then probably how to be, uh, well, yes. Oh, I guess it's healthy around food. Make sure you wash oh, your hands. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it goes into that quite a bit. And storage, how temperatures, and different types of illnesses that can happen. In fact, yeah, I won't go into that part. Right. But yeah, it's pretty intense. I don't think. Well, obviously, TV obviously makes things bigger than they actually are. But watching like I think like Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, where he uh, goes to these restaurants that are failing, and you wonder why he goes to. The, the freezer or the fridge and it's like cook this without cook that oh, and, like, goodness, yeah. and everything's yeah. all together nothing wrapped and and imagine there's some places you know there's tons of restaurants and everything's going to be a plus plus right so okay. yeah. imagine some restaurants would probably benefit from some courses like that where yes there's some people just think it just food doesn't matter or, yeah so to have this on your resume, if you're certified in the food safe and you have you have some experience with cashier and uh, customer service, I think that's a real benefit for people who are looking for positions or just want a refresher. Yeah, guess no, you weren't loyal. Exactly. I think customer customer service on any any resume does not hurt one bit. That's right. Absolutely. And then I also put together a bunch of different industrial boot camps mm-hmm. gearing towards what type of career you want to get into or what type of work you're going to be doing. So we have, like say you want to work in a machine mining or heavy equipment or machine shop, then there's a different industrial bootcamp that I put you in as compared to someone who wants to work in scaffolding, okay. right? So different, different ones. So I have one that's, and they all start with the standard first aid. I think standard first aid is the most and one of the most important certifications that a person can have. I think everybody should have to take standard first aid. Do they, is that enough? Because I know they do offer it, um, I think it's an option almost in high schools, I believe, but I almost think some of these courses should be mandatory. I think. I know. Even, I think even home economics yeah. should be mandatory. You should learn how to be able to cook a few meals. They don't call it home economics, it's foods. foods. Oh. <laughs> I know my son's in high school, so I'm going, and he took the foods course, and he also took Outdoor Ed, which gave him actually his uh, first date. Yeah. So that was pretty impressive. Yeah, I know I saw um, one on the news, I'm not sure what school, but I think they were teaching, it was a course where the students were learning how to build a house, I think. Oh. So they're playing a pool oh. and they're actually on a job site, I think. And That's incredible. So I think more course like that in schools. Uh, yeah. Especially in think great fall where people, kids are trying to find out what they actually want to do and what the such a vast variety of jobs out there, just so hard to pick and choose what you like and decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Absolutely. That's what my son is in grade 12 this year. Um, he's going through the exact same thing. So I'm glad he's had a wide experience with different courses that he's taken. And how do you put him through any of these courses or are you going to? Oh, I would love to put him through all of these. And uh, so, and then, so, so you mentioned you have different um, industrial courses, so yeah. scaffolding. Yeah. Yeah, so like so standard first aid is the first two days of all of my boot camps uh for the industrial because I think it's so important to have that certification, not only just to have that 
knowledge and base that everyone should have it. So even if you have it, just as a refresher. And then, of course, for different ones, I'll do like fall protection, confined space, and like a lockout, tagout, respiratory protection. So that could be one for someone who's working in a machine shop. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on what you're doing. If you're working on the trades, carpentry, then again, you have first aid and then go for like your confined space because you never know what you're going to be working in. Fall protection, very important. And you're elevated in aerial work platforms. So if you're going to be working up high, it's a totally different thing than working on the ground. 100%. Yeah. And then another one I would have would be for people who are working in like the oil and gas. And I just throw in like the H2S in there with the first aid and other courses. So it really be like to tailor them. And again, these are not set in stone. If I have someone come to me and say, hey, honey, I have workers that need this. I'd be like, sure, I can make that for you. I can make that happen. Wow. So, so you answer not only just offering the basic courses where people probably can just maybe pick and choose, you know, what they want to take, but if someone has a strong desire in regards to what they want to achieve, what they want to do, you guys can truly now make a course where you can just run through a, just a specific course and just get really in depth with it instead of just getting almost the, the basics. Right. Right. Yeah. To really tailor that to them would be basically what we do. And as that, uh, I guess you mentioned you ran through one course, and was that just almost a, uh, I guess, uh, a test almost to see how it goes, or is that almost like you would work like you mentioned you ran a one by the Oh, yeah, up north. Yeah. Well, it's just that this happened all, I was able to squeeze it in just before COVID happened. Now it's a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. So. <laughs> And what was the response from that? Uh, oh, it was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. we had some really good re- um, response from both participants and uh, the organizing group. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it gave them a really good variety of ideas that they can pursue or not pursue. They can yeah. say, hey, you know what? Traffic control? Oh, I wasn't really a big fan of that. It's what you don't, you're not stuck doing it. Yeah. You have the ticket for it, but move on, find something that's your passion. I think that's got to be what a lot of what we deal with is finding people's passions and how we can help them. Yeah, that's so, so huge, especially now and especially I think during the slot, people probably have more mm-hmm. time to think what maybe what they want to do and maybe they potentially saw their career was affected and yeah. maybe they hated it and now they give them a chance to do something else. So they've taken some of these courses, just to even try, you get probably practical knowledge, great qualifications, especially in the first aid, and mm-hmm, right. can turn you something that you absolutely enjoy. Yeah. And I also saw you, there's uh, multiple offices already. Too. We have one in Shirt Park that just sure. opened up. Yeah. I think one, I think two open, one in Territory, one in Yukon. That's yeah. correct, yeah. 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 And is, uh, I guess, do you know what the plan is to maybe have an office in every every province and territory eventually, or maybe across Ooh. the world, or? That's a good question, because I'm not sure. That might be good, but we don't necessarily need an office because we can send the people to where they're needed to go for a period of time that they need. Like there's, there are definitely options out there. We don't actually have to have a physical space in every single community. We can make use of space Mm -hmm. and put on our courses. So imagine your school want to be maybe have qualified instructors across maybe Canada to instruct. Everyone, anyone, please. Yeah, so our, our instructors are amazing because we are such a flexible crew that we can, they can schedule us to say, hey, I need you up in Callaway for, for two months, or I need you in Kugelka. And by the way, we're going to get you to teach this as well. And it's, our instructors are so great. They're at Mench and we're so cross trained. Yeah. That they're able to just like roll with it and say, absolutely. You want me to put on this course? For sure. We'll get some materials up here and we're good to go. So I think that's one of the benefits of market response is how, how flexible we are too. Oh, 100%. Again, you have, uh, you just mentioned a lot of ex service members. <laughs> that's so, right. Yeah. I know, um, I think from my knowledge, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that non the military, um, they, they teach you us. Variety of skills in the military, and having those people with the actual experience versus again not not putting down other companies or other instructors, but a lot of people maybe haven't had those practical experiences. But again, it's almost like the university professors where maybe they have all the knowledge but none of the experience. Right. The art and response you guys have a good combination of both. We do absolutely. Like I don't have a whole like I've been taking I've been 
been certified in my free state since like forever yeah. since I became an adult. Like it's it's just been crazy. I loved it, and now I'm an instructor for it. So it's really really interesting. It's it's I have the experience now, but I've never worked like I have some of my coworkers are EMTs. Yeah, but you know what? That's great because I ask them questions, and they're so happy to answer. It's like okay, well, what about this situation? If this person is lying down and they have this, this, and this. And they say, well, actually, so it's really, really interesting to have that, the ability to gain that information. And everyone is so quick to respond. So I really great this. And I imagine, imagine all the EMTs, the ex-military members, imagine they all probably uh, discuss ideas and probably just uh, maybe exchange knowledge as well. Oh, yeah. We have very regular like brainstorming sessions and meetings. And we talk about new programs and how we can make things better. We're always updating our programs as well. So it's not like we're doing the same um, wildlife awareness course that we did 15 years ago. No, we'll take advantage of more more current knowledge and and experience and go with it. So we're not stuck in the past. Well, that's, that's so great. It's so great. In regards to the company, Arctic Response, is there anything that we, um, is there anything that we haven't covered yet? Is there anything that we forgot to mention? Oh boy. Um, no, I think that we've covered, we tailor courses to whatever the needs are. We're really innovative. We have a great instructive staff. Um, yeah, just that's that's about it. Wide range of courses. <laughs> you know, wide range of courses. And I guess we're if you want to know more information about the company, um, if they want to take courses, um, or if they want to come go to the actual office in Shirt Parts, where can people find you guys and where can they locate the office? Yeah, they can uh, just check us out online, uh, www.arcticresponse.ca. And uh, are you allowed to give your office location or people can just go? I think you can just Google Arctic Response. Yeah, so it's uh, 1800 6000 Buckingham Drive. Sure. Look at that. I remembered it. It's a new move. They just moved. We just moved. Well, I just want to again thank you for being here. I think it was just fun having you here. And I think it was like you laid out a lot of information. I think people find it very valuable. And hopefully, uh, more people come to you guys and hopefully uh, more people sign for courses. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks.